Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart will discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to the chat room, which is available right now on our website, where you can send your question, comments, or prayer requests. Also, for those who want to see the video version of this podcast, you can feel free to catch us on Facebook Live on my page, Brother Prater, YouTube, Periscope, or even on my website on Reconnect My Heart Live. 
I hope and pray that you all had an awesome day and look forward to many, many, many things coming very, very soon. Not just for not just for you, not just for me, but for everyone. This has been a very trying year. But in the midst of all of that, we know God has assured us that he's with us always, even to the end of this world, even to the end of this age, whichever translates that you're reading. So we want to make sure to encourage each and every one of you all, no matter what it looks like, God still have us. Question. Excuse me. Question. Have you noticed that if you're doing something positive, few people or actually few people to no people or no one will say anything good about it. But as soon as you make <laughs> excuse me, as soon as you make a mistake, everybody and their dog will be talking about it. But it seems like bad news travels fast. Bad news or negative news. It always travels faster than good news. Just be honest. Some people are so thirsty for foolishness. But although you may have been dealing with a lot of lack of support from people, but in the midst of all the negativity, God will be our help. And he will send us what we need and even who we need at the right time. He will send what we need and also who we need in the right time. So on this show, we're going to talk about identifying negative folks in our life, creating a support system, and developing boundaries. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Where Is My Peace? Where is my peace? When negativity is near, but encouragement seems so far away, we want to talk about that. You know, when God dealt with me about this, the first thing I thought about was Job. Pretty sure for those that um, when we have went to funerals or just when people have gone through so much, a lot of times they will either turn to the book of Psalms or they will read the book of Job. Job in the Bible was a young man that had had many success stories, but he's primarily known for the suffering that he went through. Job went through loss after loss after loss. And the funny thing that really caught my attention when I thought about Job, when I thought about this, when he began to start losing things, first thing he lost his animals, he lost um, the first time he began to start having a loss, there was always somebody coming to him to give him the bad news. There was always people coming around to give him the bad news. 
But then he lost his children. He lost his children and their spouses. And even during that time, somebody lived to tell the story of the bad news. And then when he began to get sick, when he had those balls and stuff all over his body, when he was, you know, racking pain, all of a sudden, those same people were around to give him, what, some bad news. But it seemed like in the midst of what you're dealing with, in the midst of everything that's going on in your life, wouldn't somebody or shouldn't somebody went up to him and gave him a word of comfort, some encouraging words? Because remember, he was one of the wealthiest men that was in that area. So he was known. But even though he was known before he had the losses, he was blessed. He was prosperous. But then when he began to suffer, even though he was known and he was prosperous, but when he began to suffer, he suffered by himself. And sometimes when we look at it, that's the way we are sometimes. Sometimes we have we have public success, but then there are times we have private things. You know, people would cheer for you when you're winning, but then when you start losing, you don't even get a pat on the back. Sometimes you get a knife in the back. What do you do? What do you do? when you've done the best that you could, when you've been there to cheer other people, but when it's your time to perform, there's no one in the audience, no one in the stands. When you've been there for other people, but no one there for you, what do you do? Something to think about. So Job, Job in the midst of all his suffering, in the midst of everything he went through, Job went through a lot in the midst of what he went through. The positive people, those that he loved, you know, his children, his children, gone, killed. But those negative friends popped up. And sometimes it seems so hard, so unfair sometimes when the good ones die and the bad ones still left here. There was a song, Mr. Clean, the gospel singer, Mr. Clean. I forgot his actual name, but his nickname is Mr. Clean. Sung a song because he's been a, he was a pastor and there was a big accident where he lost a lot of good members. He lost a lot of good members from his church. And he said, God, you took the faithful ones. You took the good ones. If you have to take some of my members, I had some I would have gave you. (laughs) And so in the midst of his hurt, he wrote a song that says, accept what God allows. Man, when your support leaves, but those that have been raised in hell is right there, staying right there. It seemed like it don't make any sense. But Job, and 
Job is not the only person that's in the Bible that went through that. You know, Job, he lost. Job went through. Job suffered. But in the midst of what Job went through, it dealt with him. First of all, financially, he lost the cattle. And then his children. That was a hurt. But he didn't abandon or give up on God. And then after he dealt with the loss of his children, then he began to get sick. Physical hurt. Physical pain. So it was like the walls were closing in on him. So as he was going through that physical pain, that physical pain, that physical torture, that's when those negative people, those negative people, the one that he called friends, started, you know, hey, man, you just curse God and die. You know, all these things. Oh, you you must have did something. I found out, and I'm going to talk about it later on. Remember the word accusations. Remember the word accusations. That's what happened with Job. They accused him. They accused him of doing something because that's why he's suffering. That's what they said. That's why he's suffering. But also, thinking about Job and what he went through, but what I found out I found out in the midst of all these things, there's always going to be negative people that's coming around you. And I'm going to just cut to the chase because I want to make sure that we get a clear understanding. Those things happen, come to talk, to throw stuff in our head, by getting into our ears. A lot of times they come with these philosophies, with these accusations, with these assumptions. They come in, and like I said, if somebody gets saved, if somebody recovers from something, hey, that's good. But there's a few applause. But it seemed like when people fall, when people make a mistake, when people go through hardship, it seems like things travel fast. It seems like the news get out faster when it's bad than it does when it's good. And I found out, and I'm, I'm going to share this story. I found out, I was talking to my dad, and he told me sometimes there are people that are waiting for you to fall, waiting for you because somebody have to have a story to tell. And for those that for those that don't know, I went through the uh, I experienced the coronavirus um, April from April to July. I had it for seventy one days. And the funny thing about it, I'm not gonna say the person name, but I just say it like this: When I first caught the coronavirus, I had some people reach out to me, even call me or text me, inbox me, 
who ain't I ain't never heard from. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people that reach out to me that I felt the love. I felt the genuine concern. Uh, they never called me before or inboxed me, but when they found that I was sick or they reached out, I felt their love, and I so much appreciate it. And to be honest with you, those phone calls, those text messages or inboxes, I need it. I need it, and I appreciate it. But then there were those other ones. Those other ones that you ain't heard from. And it was one of them in particular I've known for a long time. I've known for over 30 years. And as soon as that person heard that I was sick, guess what? Hey, man, I heard you got that... Uh, that that Rona, man, man, look here, man. I, I hope you make it, man, because I know somebody that died last week. I'm like, man, come on. And then that person, they contact me maybe once or twice. I know definitely once, but maybe two more other times. Man, you still got it? That was all they were asking. But when I got well, I ain't heard from that person since. And the funny thing about it, that was the only time that that person ever contacted me in the 30-some-odd years that I've known that person. Now, the crazy part about it, that person knew that I lost my sister last year. I ain't heard from that person. But then all of a sudden, right here, when I heard of that person, and then when I got well, I didn't hear from that person. And no, those that really know me know I started to kind of get on a little funny bone. I started to call that person, hey, I ain't heard from you. I'm well now. I ain't heard from you. But I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that because I really don't want that person to contact me. And I said that because my daddy said, you know what, there are some people, they love bad news so bad, they anticipate you dying. They anticipate, you know, just crazy things happen. They'll be the first one to carry the news, to carry the bad news of any situation. And there were other people. There were some people, you know, word gets out. Like I said, bad news travels fast. There were some people who got my number, who did not call me, who did not inbox, but yet still, them calling other people. You know, June's still sick. And 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 I'm going to say it like this. Now, this is on a personal note. I had to really be prayerful. I had to be really prayerful because these are the type of, these were the individuals that were really stressing out my family. Like I said, it wasn't everybody. It was those that had the motives of not being helpful. I said, God, help me to keep my cool because my dad is stressed over here. My mama's stressed right here. And these people, instead of, you know what, we're going to, I didn't even say, let's pray right now. I didn't hear that. You know what I heard? Uh, well, he must got some underlying condition and all this. Stuff. And I'm saying to myself, Lord, give me the strength. God, I know you're a healer, and I know that there was a purpose. But when I got healed, I ain't heard from them. 
And now this is another person. And there were some that contacted me that celebrated and everything, shouted, you know, to see my dad, to see my dad in joy, to see my dad just wave his hands and say, Lord, thank you. My dad had put down the phone, just praise and worship God right there in his bedroom. That was joyful. I had people that's even some of y'all that are watching right now that call me when I posted on Facebook that I'm healed, that I'm corona free. There was some that reached out to me. Some when I went to work, they hugged me. And and I appreciate of course we all had our masks, but some hugged me, guys and girls. I mean, I felt the love. That let me know how much I was loved. That let me know how much people were. There were people that were praying for me. My son, my little son, of course, he's this now, but he was praying for me. And for me to be able to see him, for me to be able to pop by and thank his mom for allowing me to see him. I saw him. I said, I just, when I got free, I wanted to make sure that I was clear and everything and made a phone call and just popped up at the front door, rung the doorbell, and he answered. And he opened up the door. He, oh, man, I hadn't seen him in, I believe it was 75 days, 75 days, other than video and you know, for me to be able to see my son. And, you know, that was very unusual because I'm used to seeing him like clockwork. And then for me to see my daddy, you know, so – I said all that because there are some people, when you celebrating, not everybody celebrating with you. While you celebrating, there are others that are like disappointing. <laughs> Look here. There are some people you know, you can feel their aura. You can feel that this person ain't happy or this, this person hating. <laughs> some people will celebrate you and some people will tolerate you. There are some people that are so fake it's like getting a goodwill card from an undertaker. <laughs> no. They are fake. They say, oh, well, I hope you feel better. But deep within, they're like, I want that person to go. <laughs> but we have to look beyond the foolishness of others. And why the negativity comes, we have to understand the timing or when negative people come our direction, when when the naysayers comes. Now, I'm not just talking about when people give a bad report about others. I'm talking about when people give a bad report to you about you. That's what I'm talking about. The key thing that God wants us to understand is the timing, the timing. Why? Are they coming? Why now? Why now? See, we got to understand because of the timing, they're coming to try to be a distraction. See, right now, there are so many people right now that are going through so much. There are some people who are three, who are two, or even one more situation from snapping. And then there are some of y'all that God allowed y'all to watch this show right now because you are already there. There is somebody that's on the verge of snapping. They have had enough. Look, it's like one situation after another situation. They in a situation trying to get out of the situation and another situation just been thrown 
on them. There are some people, some of you all are right there. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Comes. A gossip about you comes. Somebody slandering your name. Somebody accusing you. Somebody tarnishing your name or reputation. Why is that? Like I said, the main thing we have to look at, we have to look at the timing because what I found out, when it comes down to a specific timing, and we have to look at it, first of all, we got to look at it not in a natural sense, but we have to look at it from a spiritual sense. In the Bible, you know, even when we pray the model prayer, we say, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a spiritual realm that's taking place, and we're and the devil gonna always try to interrupt or interfere with our communication with God, and also try to interfere from us seeing with the spirit, the spiritual realm. Like I always say, we as human beings are the only creatures that God created that living in two different worlds at the same time. We have a physical being, a physical world that we're operating in with physical senses, touch, taste, smell, hear, see. Those are our physical senses for this physical world. But we also have a spiritual senses for the spiritual realm. And so in order for us to recognize physically, we have to understand the spiritual senses for us to be able to see beyond what we physically see. Right now, your sight, your sight, you have a limited range of sight for you to be able to see. If you live on a flat land, you can only see so far. But then again, your spiritual senses, you could be in one city and God could be showing you something in another town. That's why there are some, we call them our foreparents. They could have been our natural foreparents or our spiritual foreparents, like the mothers of the church, the mothers of old back in the day. You could be in another town or even Big Mama. All of a sudden, you're going through something, you're so stressed, you're burning down, that all of a sudden, big mama calling you and say, baby, what's going on? I'm picking you up. God is showing me. It's something going on. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm seeing, and you ain't even got to tell her what's going on. God begin to start revealing to her what's going on with you, and y'all in two different states. Why is that? Because she's sensitive to the spirit of God, and because she's sensitive to the spirit of God, God is bringing her sight, her spiritual sight or senses for her to tune in what he's revealing to her, tell you. And she right on the money. The discernment, discerning, discerning is to be able to see between truth 
and falseness or falsehood. So now God is showing, God is trying to help us to be able to be in a position for us to be able to recognize the timing of why Satan brought these accusations, these bad news, these all this foolishness. He, God is trying to help us understand the timing. There's a specific timing, and why does the devil trying to bring pressure upon problems that you're already facing? Because he knows that God has something for you on the other side. And the only way that he feels, because he can't get to you directly, what he'll do, he'll try to situation to what? To press upon you. That's that word, long-suffering. The long-suffering, that word simply means staying under pressure. That means if you are standing up, that means you're being pushed down and also it's coming up. The, the floor is coming up and the ceiling is coming down and the sides are closing in. But God given us the strength to push up, to gird our feet at the same time. Blocking the size for a limited time that this is going on. In other words, it's not going to last forever. There is a set time that it's going to happen, but also it's a set time where it stops. The devil is trying to make us to give up before it stops. Don't you know your problem has an expiration date? I'm going to say this. Don't you know your problem not only has an expiration date, but it also has a set time of when it stops. In other words, there's a timer. So God is trying to help us to endure and not only endure, but have the patience. So when we get out of it, we're much stronger and we're not only we're different, but also we can be able to see and it it refines and it defines our whole being, mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and also financially. This is the opportunity for us to see God move in our life. And I mean, I want you to think about this. Don't you know you're a God's representative? If you're a child of God, you're a God's representative. And if you're a God's representative, then it's not your responsibility to take care of yourself. It's God's responsibility. That's why it's so important for us to obey him. It's so important for us to pick up the manual, the manual, his word. Don't you know, whenever you have a problem in your life, it's our responsibility to pick up the manual for us to do homework on what we're dealing with. That that you're dealing with is the opportunity for you to know God's word specifically for your life and for him to move in your life through his word. We have to know God's word and recite his word to him, recognize the move that he's doing on our life and in our life. But also with the timing, I found out when you're about to be blessed, of course, that's when the devil going to try to bring those distractions, try to bring all hell, fire, and brimstone towards you and to you to make you miss, sometimes even to discourage you. 
Now, I brought up earlier about the word accusation. I found out even in the midst of what you're dealing with, when a person about to be blessed, the devil going to always try to bring some type of accusation. I think about Job. They accused him of sinning. Well, you must have did something. They said it. You can read it. It's in the book of Job. You must have did something. Listen. They spirit they spiritually misdiagnosed him. There weren't people that were talking to him, but you know what, man, I'm praying for you. Man, I, man, you went through so much. Man, let, I'm here for you. His friends. His friends. He said friends. They call him they call those people friends. But it sounds like not frenemies. Not friends, but not even enemies, but frenemies. <laughs> but I found out Anytime you're going through something and God is, has his hand over you and you're about to go somewhere in life, the devil ought to try to bring some type of accusation. And what I found that accusations on a righteous person, accusations, they're going to do something to try to mischaracterize your character. They're going to try to mischaracterize your character, your ethics. In the Bible, when we read about Job, they said Job was a righteous man. Now, see, even God knew about Job. And guess what? But knew about Job. But then all of a sudden, when he started going through, that's when they, oh, you must have did something, you know. And that's the reason why I tell people we can't be putting our mouth on people when we don't know their story, when, they don't know, when we don't know our, their situation. That's why in the Bible, the Bible says, judge ye not unless ye be judged. That doesn't mean, oh, well, you know, you can't talk about me, you judge me. No, that doesn't mean anything like that. That word simply means, we talk about judging, judge ye not. That means don't assume. And there's a lot of people, when we see people going through, when we see people suffering, there are some people, the first thing they'll say, oh, God whooping on them. Oh, they must have did something wrong. Shut your mouth. See, you never know what a person is going through. So that's why it's so mindful for us to keep our mouth off of people and put the prayers on people. And it's mighty funny. Some of the same one. I'm pretty sure those that are watching, this may have happened to you. When some people have misdiagnosed you, saying, oh, you must have did this, you must have did that, then all of a sudden, when everything is over with, you don't even hear an apology from the people that accuse you of doing something that you know you didn't do. There are some people, thank God, I've had some, not a whole lot of them, but I had some come back to me, you know what, I was wrong, I apologize. And I said, you know what? You're a big person. I appreciate you. Now, I respected them people, but the ones that were talking and never came back to apologize, watch them. Watch them. Because if a person not willing to repent or apologize, if a person not quick to repent, you need to watch them. We as believers are supposed to be quick to repent to God and quick to apologize to others. We repent to God, but we apologize to people. And in order for your in order for your uh repentance to be received by God, you gotta first learn to apologize to others. 
And if there's no apology to others, then you might as well keep your repentance to God because God won't hear your repentance because you never apologize to the people that you hurt. Look here. If you want to be blessed up there, uh, our school teacher always gave an analogy. If you want this right up and down, we got to get this right. If you want that right, you got to get this right. In other words, if you want your prayers to be answered by God, to be received by God, your repentance to be received by God, you get it right with your fellow man first. And if you refuse to go here, you might as well say this up here. So we have to understand it's important for us as people to recognize the timing because the devil is going to try to bring some accusation to discourage you, to challenge you, but also get this, to make you step outside of your character. I find that and those that know me, I'll be the first one. If there's a message that's hitting me, if there's a word that God is telling me, even if I'm behind a pulpit to preach, I don't care how I preach to people. I don't care how I preach on, on, on online. The same word that God gives me to speak to you is the same word God gives me to speak to me. And I know one of the situations I have to, God continues to help me. One thing I have a pet, now it's a pet peeve of mine. It might be minute to some people, but it's just to me. One thing I can't tolerate is when someone tries to challenge or miscategorize my character. When there is an accusation, now it's one thing I tell people, it's one thing when you're accused of something and it's right, then you apologize, you get it right or whatever. Hey, except you've been exposed. Accept that. But when it's false, Hey, I'm like, you know what? Uh-uh. No, I don't do that. Yes, you did. You said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I already told you I didn't do it. Now you're saying I'm a lie. That's another character. That's another character for you trying to give me. Uh-uh. No. So I know when it comes down to me and those that I love that I know about. No, I can speak about character. We as believers, we supposed to be people that is respected with our character and our ethics and our morality. And that's what's lacking in today's time right now. And I'll be real with you, even in the church, yes. I tell people, hey, look here, if you meet somebody, even in dating, you meet somebody and they say that they save or they say that they're a minister or whatever, don't you put your guard down. You still examine them. Don't, well, you know, that's a man. Oh, God, bless me with that man. Oh, he's a pastor and all that stuff. I'm saying to myself, but did you check his, come out, did you check his background? No, I didn't. He said, you know, he passed. I said, look here. You know, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Plus, it's your responsibility. The Bible told you to try the spirit, their spirit, by his spirit. Because there are people who have on the position but don't have the character. There are people who put on the cloth but didn't put in the word in them to live the, to live the cloth. We have to understand it's our responsibility. And that's why some people... They have gotten used, they have gotten hurt, because we have assumed, let me say another word, we have judged, we assumed, we judged them. We say, oh, yes, 
Yeah, they're saved, or you know, because somebody quote a few scriptures, or somebody uh, may speak in tongue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't examine them. You didn't check their character. We as believers have look have at our in our reach accessibility. We have the power of God, the Spirit of God living in us for us to discern people, and we don't even use it. And I guarantee you, God may be nudging you, telling you, hey, you need to check this person out. But you're like, oh, no, no, that devil is alive. It's just the devil talking. No, it's God trying to reveal to you, don't it is this person like you think you do. So I hope we understand that it's important for us. It's important for us to understand the timing of things, but also realizing with the timing, with uh, when when you're about to receive your blessing, when you're about to be blessed by God or even by others, the devil gonna always try to bring some booby trap, bring some distraction. You know, I I think about this. If you get ready to go on a trip, you think about it. How many of us have ever ever got ready to go somewhere, but we needed to get some gas, and we go on get some gas, and as we fill it up, all of a sudden there's somebody comes to you, say, 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 I need some help, or say, say, I need this, I need that. Why do they come at that particular time? And because they know, me, not only you may you may have the money then. But you're so distracted by pumping the gas or what's going on with someone else that you got blindsided by them and you try to hurry up and get them out of your face where you just, okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. And you're going to give it to them. They want some money, you give them some money. Then all of a sudden, come to find out it was a trap. See, we have to understand in moments like those, they get us. Not only because we're not paying attention, but also because we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable. I had to bring this word in, vulnerable, because we have to be very, 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 very guarded, very watchful when we are vulnerable. Now, a word for vulnerable or being vulnerable, we think about when we're not attentive. But also the other word we got to think about when we're vulnerable is when we're hurt. See, when you're hurt, a lot of times that's when the devil try to come. That's when the devil try to bring these distractions. You think about it. They always say never go to the grocery store hungry. Why? Because you end up getting junk food that don't benefit you, benefit your body. You end up getting junk food or getting things that you don't need but stuff that you want. But see, in being vulnerable, the devil going to always try to deal with you through your emotions. That's why it's important when a person is hurt, you don't end up jumping on them to either try to bait them or even try to deal with them. And this is not only, this is not within dating, but this is even just pertaining to just communicate with someone. It could be a, a family member. It could be a friend. Whatever. When a person is hurt, they're vulnerable. They're exposed. And so when you deal with them, a lot of times when you deal with them, you may not get the true them. 
when you deal with someone that's hurt or that is hurting, and then you try to, you know, speak to them, ask them a question or whatever like that, and you're getting on their nerves or you're frustrating them, then what happens, they may lash out. That's not really them, but you have to understand you dealt with them at the wrong timing. So the devil going to always try to come with us or deal with us in a specific timing to make us snap at someone or to make us miss what God has for you. So that's why it's so important for us to recognize the timing and when you're vulnerable or when you're hurting, this is the time that we have to really be guarded because the devil will always try to do things to make us step outside of our character. And not only when it comes down to us being hurt, but also even in grieving. Now, true enough, grief, uh, hurt is another form of grief. But the other thing is you could be hurting because the ending of a relationship or a marriage, but also even in grieving, sometimes that's when the devil try to come during a time of grieving. Don't you know when it comes down to the death of a loved one, don't you know that a lot of times family members act a fool? Why? Because the devil knows the timing when we can, if he can catch them when they're vulnerable, then what happens, all he needs is to bring some type of miscommunication. And once he can bring some miscommunication into the family, even if it's just a seed of miscommunication, what he can do, that's the opportunity to split the family, to split the love, to split the unity. But see, when we're grieving, we have to be very careful because the devil can try the devil can try to make us miss what God has for us. I want to bring this up. When we look in the book of Numbers, Numbers, y'all can just write this down. The book of Numbers, the first chapter, excuse me, the twentieth chapter and verse one through seven. Verse 7, it talks about Moses. Moses was responsible to lead the people of God to the promised land. Now, earlier, God had already told Moses to hit the rock once and water going to come out. Okay, that was then. But then now, when it comes down to the 20th chapter of Numbers, told Moses, now, speak to the rock. Now, get this. Moses was dealing with some complaining folks, some Israelites, complaining folks, and Moses was getting so upset that he hit the rock, not once, but twice. Now, God went on and allowed water to come out anyway to feed the people of God. But get this, Moses didn't make it to the promised land, even though they they were getting on Moses' nerves, they were impatient, they were doubting God, questioning God. Some of them made it to the promised land. But Moses didn't because he disobeyed God, because God told him not to hit the rock at that time, not to hit the rock, but to speak to the rock. But why did I bring that up pertaining to grief? Well, we have to understand when we go up to the first verse of the 20th chapter, we read about Moses having to bury Miriam. 
Miriam was not just a sister. Miriam was his greatest supporter. So get this. Moses grieving over his greatest supporter, over the the woman, the sister that saved his life. So he's grieving because he lost someone that was a a great help. And now he got to deal with some hard-headed jokers. And now he's frustrated. So in the midst of his grief, there came frustration. And because he was frustrated in the time of his grief, he allowed his emotions to get the best of him pertaining to God's people. These stick neck people called them out of their name and everything. Even though he was hurt, but because he disobeyed God during that time, it made him move on to the promised land. So we have to understand when it comes down to the timing, when you're vulnerable, when you're hurt, when you're grieving, we have to be very sensitive to God's voice and also center ourselves around people that are loving, that are discerned, that are spiritually strong. You may have to get people who you may not know who are spiritually strong versus those that you do know or that you're related to who ain't so spiritually strong. It ain't nothing personal, but this is not just business, but this is a spiritual matter. So you have to center yourself around people who can intercede and pray for you, especially during crucial times. So understanding that this is so important for us to recognize the timing of things, the timing. But also think about this. In the process, you get ready to receive your blessing. And if you look at it, it's, always, it's almost like God sets you up. God sets you up. You finna get ready to get a blessing. You finna get ready to uh, do something. You finna get ready to go beyond where you're at. He going to always have you do something that's going to put you on front street. I talked about Job. Of course, Job lost things. Job lost family and, you know, all the friends. But then not only he lost things, he dealt with the personal pain. But also you look at Noah. God told Noah to build something that was never made for something that never happened. To build an ark because it's going to rain. And he, it was his responsibility to tell the world, hey, look, it's going to rain. You know, uh, it's going to rain. God is going to come and it's going to rain. Going Water come down from the sky. And they laughed and made mockery of him. But it never happened. Man. And he said that. He kept saying that for many years. And then to build a boat. And you think about it. He he had to build something, and he got the specific instruction from God to build. And you think about it. Now, later on, we read that after he completed it, and it did rain, and he was able to save not just his family, but the animal kingdom. He got two of each animal. And get this. The animals that were walking on land, it was not any animals that were in the sea. Because they were covered, because it was they were already in the water, but that was a little extra. But you think about it, for Noah to be able to build 
and after he built and he took those specific instructions from God, and because he obeyed God, it saved him, the animal kingdom, and his family. But you think about it. For him to have to say, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. For years, he kept building. He kept speaking. But he had to do it. And because he was able to do it, because he trusted God, it saved his life. But also, we have to think about it. Having to be able to build, having to be able to build the ark, speak about something that never happened, that is going to happen. But also, because he did, he was blessed. But also, think about this. When you think about Job, you think about Noah, somebody else to think about. Somebody named Abram. Abram. Now, Abram, 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 and he was married to Sarah. And they had no children. But the name Abram meant exalted father. Okay. But then all of a sudden, God tells Abram he's going to be a father of many nations. Oh, and by the way, I want you to change the name from Abram to Abraham. Abram to Abraham. And we have to understand names are important. Meaning of names are important. The name Abraham means the father of many. So in other words, every time he would hear his name, father of many, excuse me, Abraham, it meant father of many. So you think about it. Here's a man who don't have any children, and now he's way up in his age. And now when he introduced himself to the people that knew him as Abram, now he's telling them, hey, call me Abraham. What? Wait a minute. Now, how are you going to be exalted father and you ain't got no children? Now you call yourself Abraham, father of many, and you ain't got no children? Man, you out your mind. And as time went on, he ain't had no children. You think about it. God told him to change his name instead of exalted father. Now change your name to a father of many. And ain't got no children. And so God, look here. Now, I, you, you you need to kind of come on up with this. But unfortunately, Abraham took matters into his own hands and he ended up sleeping with one of the um, one of the handmaidens and ended up getting her pregnant. But that wasn't a promised child. Later on, God allowed him to have a baby with his wife, Isaac. But you think about it. For many years, he had to hear the the mockery when people, hey, hey, Abraham, hey, 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 father of many. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean say, 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 father of a million. Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? They make fun of him. But you have to think about it. We as people of God, we have to be mentally tough, mentally strong. Because what I found out, I found out when God is getting ready to bless us, we have to be equipped, not just 
financially, mentally, spiritually, but also our minister, mentally. We have to be that mentally. We have to be tough for what's ahead to get to where we're going. One of the things I have to say, successful people have to endure mental, emotional, and spiritual toughness to overcome where we're at to get to where we're going. Successful people. Now, there's a difference between a successful person and a, quote-unquote, a wealthy person or a celebrity. A, see, a wealthy person, a lot of times we just think about it financially. But I know a lot of celebrities, they got millions of dollars. They're still miserable. They got millions of dollars, and they're still commit suicide. But a successful person is a whole person lacking nothing in their life. And that means that they know how to be content. The first thing they are successful and whole within, knowing who they are within themselves. They have to know who they are within themselves, but also understanding that in order for us to be able to recognize, in order for us to recognize and knowing that we are close to our purpose, our destination, our destiny, it's going to take everything in us to go through to get to. It's going to take everything in us. We're going to have to really trust God like never before. So, of course, the devil going to leave. The devil going to try to send negative force to discourage us or to make us lose heart or, or make us lose focus. The devil going to try to bring these things, and it's his responsibility to bring it. But when the devil fights hard, it's our responsibility to fight harder. You know, we have to think about when the devil fights us, it's not, it's not our responsibility to duck tail and run. Now, if you notice, when we put on the full arm of God, we always speak about this, but on the full arm of God, it have everything to protect us on the front, but nothing for the back. But also, even when it comes down to footwork of readiness, preparedness, those spikes that are in shoes, they are for forward motion, not for backwards. For forward motion, not for back trailing. So in other words, even if you can't go forward, you stand still. In other words, stand your ground. You don't go backwards. We stand our ground. We need to stand our spiritual ground, and we can recognize our spiritual ground, and that'll help us. If we stand our spiritual ground, we can be able to stand our physical ground. So, with that, understanding that there is a difference in uh, celebrity versus success, uh, 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 successful, but also understanding, like I said, those distractions, those distractions will come to move us, get us outside of our character, 
get us outside of our characters to make us give up our given rights. Also, on the same token, for us to be able to stay focused and for us to be able to recognize not only the devil tactics, but also understanding our tactics. See, when we're obedient to God, all we have to understand is it's not our words that's making the devil run. It's God's word. We have to tr- we have to have trust in God's word in order for God's word to be effective in our life. If you not only trust God's word, that means that you obey God's word. And you think about it. If you obey God's word and you speak God's word, your life confirms what you believe about God and it's God's responsibility to bring things to pass in what you're saying. When we look at uh, Genesis, it says, let there be light. That original word meaning light in me be. Light in me be. In other words, when God said, let there be light, that means light in me be, and what was in him came out, and then light was in front. So we have to understand the same power, the same power that God, with his word, to bring existence to this world, it's the same thing that can happen to us, not only if we say God's word, but if we believe God's word, but most importantly, obey God's word. So like I said, in understanding the timing, understanding the timing, understanding the timing, understanding the timing, like I said, there's so many people, they're on the verge right now dealing with this pandemic and then one problem after another after another. And so many people, they, they, they're, they're stressed. So many people, they're stressed. They're depressed. Some people are suicidal and some people are homicidal. And so understanding that the devil is trying to bring these things right now for a reason. Why is that? If you really think about everything that you're dealing with, everything that's going on, you have to think about, hmm, why is this going on right now? Will you will you be real with yourself? No matter what you're dealing with, the timing and everything that's going on, there is a reason, there is a there is a a timing that's going on because God is trying to get you from here to over there. Don't you know right now, everything that you're dealing with, you're on an assignment. You're on an assignment. Look at your life as being on an assignment. So if I need to go somewhere, if I need to do something, if I need to receive something, true enough, I know I have needs. God knows I have needs. But it's not my responsibility to take care of my needs when I'm serving a God that has everything and knows everything. God, this hey, God, look, I need your help. I need your help. And it's God's responsibility to take care of us. If we do what God has for us to do, it's his responsibility to take care of us, not for you to take care of yourself. And to be real with you, you can take care of yourself. Because a lot of things you may think you need or you may think you know, you don't even know anything about yourself. And a lot of times we may be dealing with things and we think it's one thing, but it may be another thing. It may be a root cause of something else. So we have to understand that God knows everything and it's his responsibility to take care of us. But also on the same token, I have to bring this up. In understanding 
the timing when things happen and when the negative people come to understand the devil trying to get to you up here mentally, trying to break you down. And I, I have to I have to bring this up because God began to really deal with me to really put this out, and I almost forgot, but thank you, God, for bringing it back up. See, the devil's so badly trying to continue to distract you with foolishness, with gossip, with negativity, all these things. But don't you know God is trying to get you somewhere for you to be able to, listen, get quiet. Now, true enough, when people come to you negatively and all that stuff, he's also trying to groom us to make us tell people, hey, look, I don't want to hear that. You have to be vocal. There are some people you just have to say, hey, I don't want to hear that. But some, well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to hurt their feelings. That devil is a lie. Listen, it's better to hurt their feelings for them to hurt your spirit. Because it hurts your spirit when you're hearing this negative stuff. And a lot of times, they purposely do that to distract you, to get you off course, to derail you. So that's why it's important for us to recognize the timing. When people come to you with negative stuff, with foolishness, that's letting you know, you know what? God trying to get me somewhere quiet for us to be able to hear, for me to be able to hear. You got to take it personal for you to be able to hear. See what I found out? We have to be able to have communication with God. And the most, the, the, the best example that we have seen in being able to communicate with God was Jesus. If you notice, of course, Jesus had multitudes around him. He didn't just have the 12 disciples, but there was always a crowd following him because there are some people that was around him just for his miracles. There were some people that were around him to try to butter up to him because they felt like his kingdom was going to be an earthly kingdom, but they didn't recognize it was going to be a spiritual kingdom or a heavenly kingdom. So there were people that was around him that was using him or trying excuse me, trying to use him, trying to butter up to him. But there were times that he got away from the crowd to have time with him and the Father. And not just him and the Father, but him and himself. And that's the same thing pertaining to you. You have to have time with yourself for you to be able to detox yourself away from the noise, the foolishness, the pollutedness that comes to you that people try to bring to you. I have to bring this up because I found out a lot of time God trying to get us somewhere and just get us quiet because every time if you're around people that's always talking, always talking, always talking, you have to understand it's so important for you to guard what's going into your ears because it's getting to your spirit. And also not just going to your spirit, but going to your soul. It's getting to your thought process. It's getting to your subconscious. All these things. Decision making. But see, also, with you getting to that quietness, you can be able to hear from God. God be able to reveal some things to you. God is trying to talk to you. God is trying to reveal some things, but the devil is trying to keep you distracted with noise, with people. And if he can't get you with the noise of people, he'll try to keep you distracted 
for you to keep the TV on, for you to keep the radio on. You just got off work. You just had a, a hard day, a crazy day. So what you would do, you get on the phone or you get in the car. After you get in the car, you go talk on the phone until you get home. And when you get home, then you got to deal with the kids. You got to deal with your husband or you got to deal with the, the wife. You got to deal with all these things. And then eventually, even when you go in the bathroom, you go in the bathroom to take a shower or to, how, how to say, Cal going to take me away, to get into the tub, to soak, you're playing music. And then eventually when you get into the bed, you start watching TV, then you fall asleep with the TV on, now you're hearing noise. Then you wake up in the morning, got to start the thing all over again. And no time did God get a chance to have some quiet time with you. To, to get you detoxed from the noise and the foolishness that may have transpired. So what the devil wants you to do is stay busy to, but to keep your mind bombarded with stuff. But God is trying to get you somewhere where you can be able to hear. That's why it's good for you to sometimes when you get in the car and you got you by yourself in the car, Cut the radio off. You ain't got to talk on the phone. Hear. Hear from God. See, God trying to give you something. See, I'm going to say it like this. A lot of times we're trying to get a word from God and we cut on the radio. We cut on the TV. We even get on YouTube, look for a word from God, which is okay. But God is trying to get you in a place where you can get something that's fresh off the press directly from him. God is trying to give you something fresh, so He's trying to have you Shh, get you some new time. Just, just be quiet. Be quiet. Of course, you know the devil. He try. He already knows the devil try to bring these distractions to get you to make you confused, to to depress you, oppress you. All these things, then all of a sudden you deal with your problem. Then other people try to come to you with their problems and their problems. And then all of a sudden bills come, unexpected bills and all that stuff. And the devil trying to get you down. But God is trying to tell you, shh, no. I need some, I need some quiet time with you. I need some quiet time. Having people around, that, that that's good to a point. But you have to understand your boundaries. You got to create some boundaries because as much you may have friends on the outside, don't forget about the friend. We sing that song, what a friend we have in Jesus, all of our sins and griefs to bear. Okay, that's great. But he wanted to talk to you. And get this, we can easily talk to God. We talk to God, we complain to God, we tell God our frustration, all these things. But how many times have we got a chance to just be quiet and let God talk to us? Very few times. Very few times. And I'm telling you, it is so peaceful to have that you time with God. It's so peaceful. God wants to just talk to you. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I love it. I love it. You know, you know, I, I I speak to some people, and also I'm gonna say this: even with ministry, even those that are leaders, those that are pastors, those that are counselors. See, we can easily counsel people. We can easily minister to people. We can do what we can. We can pour out to people. But even in your pouring out, you have to replenish yourself. You have to be in a place where you can be replenished. You know that old that old um. Uh, Gatorade. 
Gatorade is so fulfilling when you have exerted your energy. Pedialyte is good. It's nourishment. But I don't care how you exercise, exerted energy, stretched, and uh, strenuous exercise, all these things. You have to replenish your spiritual body. And that's where that time between you and God is so important. It's so important. Never be so busy that you listening to others or talking to others and not listening to God. God wants that you time. And so, of course, of understanding the devil don't want you to have the you time with God. So a lot of times that's when he try to bring these distractions and stuff. He's trying to bring these distractions to spiritually deprive you or make you have a spiritual malnourishment in your life. As we get ready to close, understanding that we have to be able to be sensitive to the voice of God for us to recognize these distractions, to recognize these things that the devil is trying to do to make us lose focus or to make us lose heart um, when the negative words come and all that stuff, to, to depress us, to oppress us, all these things. But realizing that we're on an assignment and the devil going to bring those things at a specific time for a specific reason and purpose. But understanding that distractions to get you or to get your attention or remove your focus for one thing or another. And also sometimes God, excuse me, not God, but sometimes the devil will use people that you know or love as a distraction. But we have to understand it's not them, but it's the spirit behind them or working within them. So we can't attack the person. We need to attack the spirit within the person. Because if you attack the person, then it won't change because it's a spiritual matter. So understanding that those things come to distract them because God knows and the devil knows what God has for us. The devil knows that God, the devil feels like if he can't get us directly, he'll use those that are close to us to get to us. So understanding it's so important for us to be aware of the timing of these distractions. When people come to you in a negative with negative and gossip, and like I said, it could be about other people, but what if it's about you? When it's a personal attack, that means that there's a personal blessing that's right around the corner. In other words, if you can pass this test, then you can receive what God has for you. The devil trying so badly to distract you that he's trying to use any and everything to get you off course. He's trying his best. So that's why it's so important for us to be prayed up. And when we're being prayerful, God will forewarn us before things happen. I had a I had a dream. I'm gonna make it real short. But I had a dream. Excuse me. I had a dream last night, and I was talking to a minister friend of mine. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. Richardson. He's been on the show a couple of times, and 
I had a dream. <laughs> Excuse me. I had a dream, and um, long story short, um, the dream was about me having. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not gonna say the whole story because it's kind of um, private. I just say it like this: the dream was a warning sign for me to be aware of me being aware of there may be some accusations. There may be some things that may come up that the devil may try to get my name thrown in the mix. Okay, so I had that dream. So now I'm becoming aware because when God, see, God can always give you one before a situation. So when the so when God give us a warning about something, it's for us to be prayerful, but also it's for us to be on guard, on alert. God wants us to be on guard. God wants us to be alert of things. And he going to always make sure that he don't leave you blinded. He don't leave you he don't leave you without knowing things. He may not tell you the specifics. He may not tell you everything in detail. But he gonna let you know, hey, it's something. Hey, be aware, you know. And that's why some people, you know, I had a feeling something like that was gonna happen. I had a feeling. Oh, I, I, I just knew we have to be prayerful. God gonna always listen here. God gonna always protect His children. God not gonna have us go in the world or do anything, uh, uh be somewhere, uh, and things catch us off guard. No, there's no surprise in heaven. Just preparation in heaven. And one thing we always pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So with that being said, God will always let you know before the devil going to try to run some game, before some type of accusation. But you just make sure that it ain't true. So with that being said, I hope and pray when those distractions come, when the naysayers come, when the gossipers come, you don't give them any attention. Now, if you give them some attention, when you when you step outside of your character, then we have surrendered that power, our power over to them. We have, a lot of times they try to make us become somebody that we're not. One of the things I always think about, uh, the Incredible Hulk, the show The Incredible Hulk, Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. But the devil trying to make you angry for a reason. Because he's trying to make you not only step outside of your character, but make you step outside of your purpose, step outside of your calling. The devil, he don't care about you. So why why are we going to give in to the devil? No, let God deal with them. But also on the same talk, I have to say this because I don't want anyone to think, oh, well, you know, uh, we as Christians, oh, just we just – uh, they think meek means weak. They think meek means, well, I'm not going to say anything. No, no, no. We as believers have two legs to stand on, and not just in the physical, but in the spiritual. We have to take a stand. We're not cowards. We speak up. When there's injustice, we speak up. When things are going on that is not right, uh-uh, no, no, no. We gonna, we gonna, because why? Because God have us there to see it. To prevent it, we have to know our rights. We have to know our biblical rights, 
and we need to hold on to them. We have biblical rights, but we have legal rights too. God's people, real Christians aren't cowards. Real Christians do it the right way, God's way. We have a stance to take. And I've seen so many times, well, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, you know, I don't want to call no problem. Uh-uh. When there are some injustice, you ain't the problem. You're the problem solver. So we have to act like it. We have to stop allowing ourselves to be beat up. We have to stop allowing ourselves, like I say, even accusations. Hey, look here. If somebody accused you and it's false, hey, look here. If there's no apology or if there's been some damage, you have every right to sue. And you're still saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and dead with fire. We have to make sure. Because I'm going to say this. You think about it. Let's just say right now, if somebody accused me, oh, I see you in the hotel with this woman. You were smoking weed and crack and you were drinking and all that stuff. And they put that on Facebook and they put it in the newspaper. Find out that it's false. You know what happens? Number one, when that accusation comes out, people that I minister to, people that I love, people that respect me, it's going to offend them. Wait a minute. I don't believe that. It may hurt somebody's heart. It may discourage somebody. And then what happens? They find out that was not true. What am I supposed to do? Well, well I'm not going to do that. That devil is a lie. Look here. I don't care if somebody in church and they, I want to prophesy to you, and they say some things and it's false. Uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. Number one, I don't receive it. Number two, you're wrong. Why? Because, number one, I represent God. You represent God. And if there are some accusations, look here. You nipping it above right then and there. If someone give a public uh, accusation and it's false, you need to openly, publicly, as soon as Papa say, hey, look, uh-uh, no, no, that ain't right. I know, well, no, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. And then all of a sudden, even though they could be wrong, but now your reputation has been tarnished because you refuse to speak up, to think about that. Because we represent Christ. And also, not just representing Christ, you represent your family. I represent, look here, those that know me, I love my son, I love my father, I love my family. But I represent my family. I represent my family. Oh, thank the Lord. I have to say this. Because this this hit me yesterday. I have to bring this up. I was speaking earlier how the devil tries to keep you so busy with things, try to keep you so bombarded. So you won't hear or talk to God. I'm going to tell you something. Another thing, I was mentioning how when we go through problems, we'll cut on the radio or we'll talk on the phone. We don't have that you time, the you and God time. I'm going to tell you something else. Even in it come down to situation that you deal with, I'm going to be honest with you. There are some things you don't even have to put on Facebook or on Instagram or on social media. You know why? Because what happened, You can, I can put on there something so brief, just like that, a quick post. These people at work, they just get on my nerves. Uh, uh, I can't believe this happened. Uh, they lie them. I can post that on Facebook right then and there. And you know what happens? That's the opportunity. Now, if you notice, there may be a few people they say, you know, we're going to pray, whatever. But the majority of folks, you know what they're going to say? 
they're going to say something. Oh, yeah, but I had problems with them. I had problems then. So now what happens, you get notifications on your phone. Okay, yeah, you know, now you explain what happened. Or now somebody co-signed it with the same thing happened to you, happened to them. So now you talking about your problem and their problem, and all that time is being wasted because you never had time to talk to God about it. The devil tried to use that as an opportunity to keep you busy, to get you stirred up, because I'm going to tell you this. There are people that the devil sent that will stir up anger within you. There are some people. You can be going through something, and as soon as you deal with them, you don't feel no peace. You don't even feel better. You feel like, you know what? I'm ready to fight. Think about that. God saying, uh-uh, 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 take a chill pill. That's why I tell people, hey, look here. Have some you time with God. And like I said, there are some people, I see some people, you know, I'm going to tell you like this, and not just Posting on Facebook or posting on Instagram, posting on social media. But there are certain people you can't follow them because it's always negative. You need to have people that's going to feed you spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. Because ultimately, the devil trying to get you right here. Right here. The Bible says, so a man thinketh, so is he. So the devil trying to distort our thinking for us become somebody that we're not to make us become somebody that the, that God did not predestined for us to be and one of the things we always say the devil ain't worried about what he can make you do because he can make you do something one time and you can repent you can be sorry you'll never do it again the devil ain't worried about what he can make you do the devil more more concerned or the devil not concerned about what he make you do He's more concerned about what he can make you become. Because if you become it, it's part of your character. It's part of your nature. In other words, me stealing one time, I could be sorry, I'll never do it again. But on the other hand, if he can make stealing become a part of my character, that means I'll steal at any opportunity I can. In other words, I mean I do it physically here, but I'm plotting for the next time. And what is character? Character is who you are with no one's around, the real you. And that's what the devil trying to distort. So don't allow hurt. Don't allow grief. Don't allow the devil to make you get distorted up in here when God want to heal. God want to make you whole. God want to deliver you. God want to set you free. Allow him to. And I'm going to tell you, regardless about your past, forget about your past. Forget about your past. I'm going to tell you something. When the devil break up your past, you bring up his future. And I'm going to say it like this. When people break up your past, you bring up your future. God has a future for you. Don't worry about other people. I, look here. I'm at the point in my life now, and I've been like this for some time, and I can speak about this because I'm the kid that used to have low self-esteem. I was the kid, excuse me, I'm going to drink some water, kid that used to have low self-esteem. I'm the kid that used to uh, uh, look down upon myself. I'm the kid that used to do that about me. But when God healed me, delivered me, and set me free, now I can speak. And I, sometimes it's like when I see people, that's like how I was or who 
I was, I could recognize it. It's like God just, God showed me. But I'm saying this because the same God that did it for me, and I'm nobody different than anybody else. The same God that did it for me, all he can do it for you. But how bad do you want it? You got to want it bad enough. You got to be tired of the devil playing games with you. You got to be tired of the devil beating up on you and you're always losing. You're always submitting. You're always waving a white flag, giving up. You got to be sick and tired of it. Don't you know right now, I'm talking to the person who may be watching, who may feel like, you know what, I want to change in my life. I want something different. I want to tell you, it's not a coincidence that you're watching this right now. There may be people around the world right now that are watching. I know I have different people in different continents and different countries that are watching right now. It's not a mistake that God sent you here for you to watch this, for you to get the help that you need. And God is right there to help you. He's right here to help you. You don't have to wait till next Sunday till you get to church or next Saturday when you get to church or next Wednesday or Tuesday. You can accept Jesus Christ into your life right now. I know many people are tired because, you know, uh, the problems of this world, the situation that either they're in or what people have put them in is testing their faith, is testing their salvation. And you feel like, I don't know what to do. Some, somebody right now feeling alone, feeling abandoned right now. I'm telling you right now, God will comfort you. God can comfort you right now. It's not a mistake and not a coincidence. I'm telling you what God can do. Like I always say, the same God that did it for me, the same God that rose up Jesus from the grave, the same God that guided the Israelites and made it to the promised land, the same God that made a way out of no way for those in the Old Testament and in the New Testament can do it for you right now and for your new life. He can do it for you. And I'm going to tell you something. Forget, so what about your past? Um, if I can remember correctly, there are some people in the Bible who had a heinous past. David was a, a murderer. Um, Saul, in the New Testament, Saul, uh, he had the Christians killed. He even had Stephen killed. But before it was all said and done, Saul had an encounter with Jesus. He had a Damascus Road experience. And after everything was all said and done, he became one of the most powerful ministers in the New Testament. He had his name changed from Saul to Paul. So if God can use, if God can use Jacob, if God can use David, if God can use uh, Saul to Paul, he can use you. So what's the excuse? There's no excuse. Don't let people make you miss who you really are or who you were destined to be, who you were created to be. Don't let nobody, don't let nobody talk you out of the purpose of plan God has for you. I'm telling you from, I'm telling you from experience, I'm telling you what God can do. I've never been the type to really just talk in front of people. I may have a spell to speak, you know, say something, or whatever, you know. But when it comes down to talking about God, I'm confident, not in my ability, but in his ability. Not just confident because of what I read, 
But I'm confident because of what I've seen God do, not just for others in other people's lives, but what he's done for me in my life. I know God. I know God is a healer. I've seen him do it too many times in my life, even in my son, even when my son was in his mama's stomach. And she called me years ago to tell me that they were going to remove the baby from her stomach. And she might have been six or seven months pregnant at the time. And I drove from Dallas County, uh, uh, downtown Dallas, all the way to Richland Hills within 30 minutes in rush hour traffic. And I'm up here praying, God, he, and we already had his name picked, God heal Dylan, heal Dylan. I, uh, you know, they said there are complications, and God told me while I was praying, quit praying right now. Stop praying saying his name. Start praying saying the meaning of his name. And so Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, the way it's spelled right there, it means faithful. And then his middle name, Nathaniel, means gift of God. So God began to start talking to me and telling me, so I said, God, you are faithful to your word. I started reminding God of his word. I started repeating his word back to him. God, you are faithful to your word. God, when you give gifts, you don't give damaged goods. So, God, you're going to heal your servant. That's, that's not just that's not my son. That's your son. He just carrying my seed, but he comes from you. As I begin to start praying and praying and praying, all of a sudden, God began to start showing me how he was going to look. God started showing me how he was in his adult years, in his teen years, all that stuff. And this was before I saw the son of grandma, how he was going to look. And that was in 2005. And even though that was 2005, almost 15 years ago, how he looked then in the spirit is how he looked now in the physical. I'm telling you what God can do. I was a praying father, but like I said, I'm just repeating what God word, but I'm crazy enough to trust God in his word. If God said, I believe it, ain't nothing nobody going to shake what God told me and what God promised me. And so that's between me and him. But we have to understand and be mentally strong. When people come to you with accusations, with foolishness, with gospel and all this stuff, you have to be mentally strong enough to not allow that to shake you or wake you, but let that unfake you. God is trying to show you who he really is and what he can do for you in your life, but also he's showing you who you are to him in, in your life. He's trying to show you. So I'm speaking right now for those who may not be saved. If you want to know what can you do to be saved, Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, just uh, 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 confused or you might have a lot of things on your mind. You got to release it over to God. The Bible tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you start reciting what God's word says. Let it feed you up in here. You verbally open up your mouth and say it. Because what I found out, a lot of times we got so much in our mind that we try to absorb it in our mind, but we don't recite it out of our mouth. And we have more words. 
lots of complaining out of our mouth than we do about what God's word says. And so what happens, your mind has become so distorted with foolishness, with negativity, with gossip, because that's, a, that's, more, that's the more dominant thing to come out of our mouth. So you have to do inventory of what comes out of your mouth, what you watch, what you listen to, and even take inventory over the people, or let me rephrase that, of the type of spirits that you allow in your midst. God wants you to be spiritually mature enough to recognize there are certain people you don't need to deal with. You just love, you just pray for them from afar. Because a lot of them, they're spiritually toxic to your purpose, spiritually toxic to your spiritual health. You have to recognize that in some of them, you may love them, but just because they're toxic doesn't mean that you have to hate them. You can love them from afar, but you have to detach your heart. You have to detach your heart from that. You have to detach your heart from them. I'm not talking about somebody, you need to leave your hope. No, I didn't mention it. I didn't say anything like that. I'm talking about there are some people that have been having friendships and they've been not, they've been tolerating some friendships. They've been tolerating people and God's been telling you to leave them alone. Well, I'm trying to help them. You're not equipped to help them. And most of them that you're trying to help don't even want to help themselves. So I always tell people this if you feel like these people need help, then you. Listen, you might be the referral to get them help from somebody else. And if you refuse to release them, then that means that they're not the one to have the problem. You are. So I feel I feel the need to say that because God is trying to release some people right now. God is trying to break and destroy some yokes. God is trying to break some generational curses. But we have to relinquish the foolishness. We got to relinquish people that are toxic to the God-given purpose that God has for us. So it's not a coincidence that they're the ones that be carrying the bad news, carrying the gossip, all this stuff. Girl, did you see? Well, I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have taken that if that were you. All that stuff. But they should be saying, you know what, we're going to pray right now. You think about it. They gossip now, but they say, I'll pray for you later. Have you thought about that? I'm going to pray for you. That means I'm going to pray for you later. But I'm with you now. Oh, we're going to talk about the problem now instead of pray now. Have you thought about that? I want you to take inventory of the people. Do they line up with the word of God? Do they line up with your purpose? There are some people God been trying to remove out of your life. But as God removing them and selling them on, we can anchor and pull them right back. And it's like a trap. It's like a cycle. God is trying to break the cycle. God is trying to break many cycles. Look here, God is trying to break some chains in people's lives. He got. He's trying to break some chains. But look here, you have to look at it as you the want it like never before. Even if the other person don't want it, you got to want it. You got to be so in love with God that you know what, God, if this person don't want it, I, I don't even care. This is an individual thing. And if my life is not an example for them already, then let's let you know that they have already made up your mind. You just got to accept it. That's their decision. But God wants you to be helped right now. So for those who may 
for those who may need prayer, we're going to come and pray right now. I don't know you. I don't know your situation, but God does. But what we're going to do, we're going to touch and agree. I believe what God works here, and I'm I'm just going to not just be praying for you. I'm praying for myself. I got some needs. I got some petitions before God, and I believe God going to answer it. I know God going to answer it. And the answer may be yes. The answer may be no. The, may, the answer may be not yet. And then not yet mean yes, but the timing, he's trying to strategically set the timing. So whatever God's answer is, I accept it. I accept it because I know it's for my good, it's for my benefit. And so that's the way you got to look at it. So no matter what you're dealing with, we're going to give it to God and leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we come to you right now, God. First of all, God, to forgive us if there's anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you. We ask, Lord, to forgive us. We receive your forgiveness. We thank you for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. Thank you, Lord, for being the God of a first, a second of many chances. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for having our best interests at heart. God, we come to you right now, God. There are those who have always been around to tell us the bad news, to tell us the negativity, to hear the gossip, the slander. We come to you right now, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, to be mentally strong enough to to our foolishness right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. We know we can't control people. We may not be able to stop people from coming to us. They're like how you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop a bird from building a nest upon your head. So, God, we ask God to help us, God, to use wisdom when it comes down to dealing with other people right now. But, God, help us, God to surrender everything over to you right now in the name of Jesus. We speaking right now, God, for every word, every accusation that's said that is not true, we speaking, God, that you expose it right now in the name of Jesus. Every false accusation right now, God, we speaking, God, that you def- you be the defendant, God, but you help us, God, to overcome any and every accusation right now in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, we bind every affliction, bind every confusion, we bind everything the devil stands for right now. We send you back to the pits of hell. We counsel your assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God, even for those who are grieving, God, Heal them. Touch their broken heart right now, God. There are those who may be in shock right now, God. There are those that ask, where were you, God, when their loved one left, God? But God, help them to understand that you were right there, God. Holding them up right now, God. So, God, we speak, God, that you bring comfort, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak, God, even in the midst of our grief, even in the midst of our hurt, God. Help us, God, to not lose Fight of your presence, God. Help us not. Help us, God, to not uh, get out of character right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. In the midst of everything that we're dealing with, God. Help us, God, to not lose our praise, God. Help us, God, to not lose our worship, God. Help us, God, to not lose our obedience, God. Help us to continue to be obedient to you, God, like never before, God. Help us, God, to be able to get closer to you, God, like never before, God. Help us, God, to not pull away from you, but get closer to you, God. Help us, God, to allow the problems that we're dealing with, the situation that we're facing, God, to bring us closer to you like never before right now, God. And help us, God, to have it as a teachable moment, God, of who you are and what you can do right now in our lives and for our lives right now, God. And, God, we speaking, God, just in case there may be something 
in us, God, that we have not surrendered to you, God. We surrender everything to you right now. We pour our hearts, we pour ourselves out to you, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it right now, God. We thank you for it right now, God. We praise your name right now, God. God, you are worthy to be praised right now, God. We lift you up right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, somebody right now, God, dealing with some addiction, like there's a son that's out there right now, God. There's someone that has a son that's out there, God, that might be strong on drugs, God. There are those who may be uh, misbehaving right now, God. God, give them that desire to do the right thing, God. Touch them, God. Give them that desire, God, to do the right thing like never before, God. Help them, God, to understand, God, regardless of uh, what they're doing, that's not going to they're not gonna. Uh, they're not gonna cover up the hurt, God. That's not gonna heal the hurt that they're dealing with right now, God. There's someone right now. They're going to and for. They're like there's a son, like there's a daughter right now, God. There, there may be some, God. They might be out there in the streets, God. There may be someone. They may be looking for love in all the wrong places. There's somebody that's out there that's even watching right now, God. They feel like they're searching. They don't know what they're looking for, but they know that they're not happy. With and right now, God. So we speak it right now, God, that you come in, that you minister to them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, let them know, God, what they're lacking, what they're looking for is not drugs, not alcohol, not sex, but they're looking, God, and you're the only one that can fill that void, God. You're the only one that can fill that hurt, God. You're the only one that, you're the only one that can feel like that, that hole that's in their heart right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you minister to them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Like there's a like there's a legal situation that someone is facing right now, God. We speak in God that you come in, that you intervene, God, right now, God. Let the righteous prevail right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you encourage them, God. Help them to not lose heart, God. Help them to not lose courage right now, God. But God, we even speak it right now, God, that you even bring in the funds, God, that are needed right now, God. God, God, we doesn't. We're not looking for you to do it, but God, we know you're gonna do it, God, and we know you're gonna do it. That's why we seek, we seek, and we praise you for what you've already done, because it's already done in the spiritual realm, and now it's time to have it in reality right now, God. So God, we're not seeking defeat, but we're seeking victory. We receive victory right now. We're not guessing what you're gonna do. We already know what you're gonna do because you have already said in your word, God, that we surrender everything to you, God, that you want to come in, that you're going to fight, God, that you're going to prevail right now, God, and when the righteous cry out, God, when your children cry out, God, when your word go out, it will not return void, God, so God, we speaking right now, God, victory right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it right now, God, we thank you right now, God, we thank you right now, God, we thank you right now, God, for what you've already done, God, and we proclaim your name right now, God, in the name of Jesus, we give the glory, and God, we even speak it right now, God, we speaking for a safe week, God, a productive week right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we speak it, God, and we receive it right now, God. We receive it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we even speak it, God, even to the families right now, God. We bring healing to the families right now, God. Where there is confusion, move it out the way, God. Where there is unforgiveness, God, remove that unforgiveness and place in forgiveness, God. Place in love, God. Place in communication right now. Place in forgiveness. God, placing reconciliation right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it right now, God. We thank you for it right now, God. We thank you for it right now, God. 
We give you the glory and the honor and the praise right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> I thank each and every one who tuned in, who watched the show. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or if you want to get in contact with me, feel free to catch me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, uh, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A. Tears and Tom ER. <clears throat> you can see my daily devotions in videos, or you can go on my uh, YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotions and videos, and also upcoming events. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, either A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. Or my new book I wrote uh, called The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. And that's a tribute to my friend, my one and only sister, Sheila Prater. Also, I do have a contest. I don't have the things with me now. But I have a contest going on from now up until September the 13th. For those who purchased my book, uh, the, girl who was my bro- the Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, I'm entering you into a drawing, and it's going to be a first first prize winner. We get a tamarind, a tamarind with my sister's face on there, also a shirt with her face on there, and also a copy of my upcoming book that will be coming out um, maybe later on this year. If not, then maybe the beginning of next year, but that book is called um, Hearing Silent Screams. Hearing Silent Screams, and that book is about domestic violence and toxic relationships. So for those who um, want to enter the contest, for each book that you purchase of the new book, um, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, having many books you get of that, that's how many times you're going to be entered into the drawing. So if you buy five copies of the book, you're going to be entering in five times so just wanted to let you know that uh i hope and pray that something was said that will minister to you and thank you for listening to reconnect my heart god bless you i thank you so much for everything god bless you and good night